Hey, how we doing? Hello, everybody. Got it in one shot this time. Awesome. Good I'm start. Good start. Slowly learning. Good start. Uh, it's cold. It's Thursday. Yeah. We got some lots of books to do. Uh, we got always every week. We got a lot of stuff to cover in that. So let's kind of just jump right into it. Yeah. So let's just, yeah jump straight into things. We got a lot to cover. I know a lot of people were asking about uh, Dreamwalker. We've yes. been sort of promoting it here and there the last couple weeks. Yeah. Um, but now we have a lot more solid information for you guys. Yeah. So let's let's get straight into that because I know a lot of people are waiting. You want me to handle that? Yeah. All right. So as you see on the screen there are three covers. Originally, we had just the one cover for sale, which is the cover at the bottom right. That is the regular, we'll just call that the regular cover A. Uh, for $14. Well, they've changed it a little bit now, so they've, they've added an extra option. Um, now they have a cover B, and that cover B is the one at the top of the triangle, and that is a Natalie Sanders homage cover, uh, homage to the first appearance of uh, Swamp Thing, which I believe is Tales of Suspense 92, or not Tales of Suspense, uh, uh, whatever, 92. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, house, house. Doesn't matter. So, but it's a beautiful. Everyone knows. Everyone. But it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful um, picture, and that is uh, they have a one in fifty for that too, which is, you know, very expensive, and nobody will have it. So they decide to put out the B cover that with trade desk. So that cover is now available as well, and that is fourteen dollars as well. So you can get A's and B's for fourteen dollars, and then the and we have just a limited amount of those because out of those A's and B's, it's still a thousand print run. So it's only five hundred of each. And also now, uh, the one on the bottom left is the uh, what they're calling their retail incentive one now, and that is the Virgin cover from uh, the cover artist uh, Flores Noel. Uh, I believe is his name um, from the top of my head. He's a, a great Filipino artist. <clears throat> and uh, those are, um, we have one for sale there. And those are, I'm not even going to say the price yet because the one person this morning actually reached out to us right away after seeing the post. And he's interested in it, so we're going to go back to him in that. But yeah, so what I'm mainly saying for everybody else there, because that one's taken, is uh, we have not just cover A now, but cover B. And we will keep those open to our Nat Daddy uh, collectibles page people, so everybody watching here, up until Sunday. And uh, on Sunday, they will go for sale on the website. And like I said, these are very limited. We've already sold a few of Cover A. So people who've bought Cover A, if you want to come back and buy Cover B, because it's just freaking awesome, um, I do recommend it. This book will be hot and fast and gone. Well, yeah. And the fact that it's a Natalie Saunders variant, you don't get those for... Not just for nothing. Yeah. It is expensive. So, so the fact that that one's only going for 14 that, that one surprised me. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, that one's supposed to be the uh, a one in fifty, but unfortunately, that one in fifty, we're not selling it because we don't know uh, if it'll come damaged, and also because, well, we kind of want it. So, <laughs> so we might sell it at some point or draw, but for now, we're gonna keep it. But yeah, so that is awesome. So if anybody who is interested in that book, it's an awesome new horror book on the Second Skin uh, Comics uh, page. They do have a preview for it. And they've started to uh, get the uh, ball rolling for issue two, which would be pretty soon. What? Uh, what? Uh, well, I'm trying not to say <laughs> things like that. It's noticeable. But, uh, <laughs> all right. So, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, please, please uh, buy them fast because, like I said, very, very limited. We're only one of five, five retailers selling it. I, and we're probably the only one in Canada. I believe we are the only one in yeah. Canada. Cool. So, yeah. Any questions about that? Just comment in the comments here. Reach out to us. Anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere. Yeah. We're pretty accessible. $14 each. So, our first book of the night. But well, before that, we should thank everybody who are regular community people. So, we'd like to thank the Tags group, the Big Country group, the uh, 204 Comics group, because those are all our buys that we rely on and we all work together with. And you know, I like to help out and support everybody. So, it's a good community. All right, now we can go on. Oh, yeah. Was that better? It was less ahs and ums. And... Yeah, I, I could tell you were reading off a script somewhere. <laughs> I wasn't. It's in my brain. <laughs> okay. 
So, first book we got up tonight is Savage Spider-Man number one. And I I didn't really look at too much at this book before because I thought it was just a new Spider-Man title and some I thought it was a what-if story. And it, it kind of is. But it's not a new title. I but mean, it's not. It's, it's that a, Web of Spider-Man series just continuing. It's um, non-stop Spider-Man. Oh, sorry, non-stop, yeah. Yeah. I was, I was thinking that and Web of. I, I hadn't continued that series for quite a while. Mm-hmm. So starting off in this, they give you the little summary blurb. Yep. You know, there, there was some drug or something that was out or some some medical something. Yeah. And Peter Parker took it and for some reason it reacted weird with his spider-human DNA combo. And he's literally just turned into a spider. Yeah, that happened like back in the, you know, back in the Morbius original comic book days, he became the man spider. Yeah. And that's when he was trying to cure himself. So yeah, so it's, 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 it's all right. It's, I didn't, I didn't it's interesting. Um, I wouldn't say it's a super necessary read. I thought it was going to be a what if story where he was going to slowly be transitioning into sort of like they had with the what if he had kept a black suit yeah, there that dark or dark shadows. shadows. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I thought this was going to be. And I was, I mean, that's on me for not reading the synopsis originally. Uh, I just think it's some just neat plain artwork. Old, plain, yeah, awesome artwork. It's just plain old, silly, dumb Spider-Man fun. Yeah, yeah, it's the same thing that non-stop Spider-Man is. A lot of action, right? It's, well, it even says that non-stop Spider-Man it crosses out. I know. I, I, not, I, I never know why, looked at it close Yeah, enough. I don't know how. Nobody ever noticed that. Yeah. Hello, Darsar. Lots of stuff from Marvel this week. Marvel had a busy week. We had a lot of Marvel stuff. DC, they only had maybe 10 books this week. Not a lot. Yeah, nothing too special. So, next up. Amazing Spider-Man number 88. I enjoyed this. I like this yeah. new character. Yeah, I didn't mind it. Um, one thing I want to talk about... I mainly liked it because it's not a symbiote character. Even though it's, oh, even though it's, it's, it's close number it's, two being a goblin character. But Yeah, that was, that was one thing I had originally thought was, okay, well, we Me just too. finished with Kindred, who was an Osborn, and now we're getting another goblin. And... We had the Goblin War, too, didn't we? Wasn't that beforehand, Goblin War? No, I have Sinister War. No, but wasn't there a Goblin War like not too long ago too, like within a year or two before? I don't know. Because that's I what don't I remember. Okay. Um, no, but what, what I want to talk about is books that sell out on spec. Mm-hmm. This book, it released yesterday, and it was sold out before. We, yeah, places were selling one per customer or whatever, mm-hmm. and even before Wednesday, it was up for sale online, forty dollars plus already. Didn't even know if this character was showing up in it. It's just a cover appearance for all people knew, right? Could have been a cameo at the end. They had no all idea. The, all the um, key apps were saying for sure it was a guaranteed mm-hmm. show, like a guaranteed first but, appearance. But still, it's just a... But yeah, I know what you're saying. Unless you had this book on your FOC or on your pull list, which quite a few people have Amazing Spider-Man. That's a pretty standard pull. This new one. Um, if, if you don't have it on your pull list... You might not even have gotten this book at all. It's like that, um, not the Hulk book, uh, that Black Panther book last week, and then the week before that, or maybe it's the same week, the Thor books. And you're right. Like I saw today. It, uh, it, it'll probably get second print or maybe even oh, a for, third print. Well, who knows? But, paper shortage. It'll definitely get second. And even, yeah, in that case but, too, it'll be but it's like, swept up instantly. It's like in the Venom run uh, a year or two ago where they had all those new villains and stuff coming. So, I'm yeah, who knows if it'll stick around um, like price-wise and that. At this elevated rate, it'll, you know, a lot of people, like they're buying it just because they want to well, get it and then drop it. Yeah. But I saw today that that Black Panther number three that came out last week or whatever, or two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. The one in twenty five is going for four hundred and fifty dollars raw, and it's I mean it's a nice cover in that, but again people are just specking on specking on all these new uh, new characters. Mm-hmm. Although it is a neat character, like these new people they discover they they live in Wakanda and they don't use vibranium as like in technology they infuse it into their skin. Yeah, that's kind of cool, and it gives them superpowers. But. Yeah, and but again, not enough to pay for four hundred and fifty for a book you have no idea about this character. No, works. but then you look back a couple years, maybe not a couple, maybe one year, two years at the most. With um, well, don't say like punchline or that, yes. or it was no way there was four hundred and fifty dollars on opening day. I, I and then there was I the know, Robin King. Yeah, and again, the, him and uh, riding the dinosaur. Yeah, that, that's okay. another instance. Where and we we looked at the, that, the and day, it, it day went up after. to three fifty, and we, we we debated that forever and got it super cheap mm-hmm. in the end, like a year but later. What? But yeah, yeah, not even a year 50? later. 
Two oh, yeah. months, maybe. No. no, but two months later, that book had come down by half. Oh, I know that. That's what I'm saying, and that's what I'm afraid. This, I'm not Hell, afraid. Uh, Hell arisen. That that was the punchline. Punchline one. Yep. So, yeah. So even if you are reading it, and I did read it, it was a good story because I'm not reading um, the ASM run right now because mm -hmm. I just there's other stuff I read and I do like Spider-Man and this is all the Ben Riley stuff. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it was all right. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It. That's that's about all there is to say. They don't have too much to say it's about not the worth, book. It's not worth paying forty dollars on the secondary market for right now. No, no, definitely not. Um, next up, I I don't read a lot of Fantastic Four, so I don't know what this is. Um, I know Nick Fury killed a Watcher at some point, and that's him in the background, correct? Yeah, well, that's with that one whole um, not Civil War series, uh, the Fear series. No, not the Fear series. That was Batman. No, no. Um, I forget which series it was. Where, yeah, uh, the Watcher got killed, mm -hmm. and yeah, Nick Fury became like a Watcher. Yeah, that's where he's been the last few years. Yeah. So this is picking up for in the Fantastic Four series, which has been really good the last, you know, uh, this run, because it's uh, Dan Slott's doing it, and mm. he might not have been a great Spider-Man writer. Oh no, that was Spencer. Slott was okay, but uh, yeah, Dan Slott was doing yeah, he was earlier. He, yeah, he was good. Uh, but he's he's killing it on um, on Fantastic Four. He he's really good at cosmic stuff. So what's going on in here? And it's a it, it's a crossover event, and it has a, a bunch of people in it. You know your normal heroes too, but a bunch of cosmic stuff. But it turns out the the Watchers <clears throat> kind of like in the way that the um, um, the the Guardians for in the um, Green Lantern, mm -hmm. the Nola guys. Yep. They they are kind of like that originally. And they've had you no know, made like evil versions of stuff to you know do things and that. So it's all coming back, and it was called the first war. So now this war that's gonna kind of end all things is happening. Um, it, it's really neat. I, I'm in. I enjoyed this book way more than I thought I would. Huh. I didn't think I was gonna like it at all. I was just gonna read it and think, oh, whatever. It's just like a lot of these other crossovers that we've had yeah. the last few years but this one's actually really interesting i'm i'm burnt out of crossovers that's why yeah. i skipped over this one yeah and i i'm i'm happy that i did read it because um it, it's gonna do a lot like it's gonna actually interact a lot of stuff going forward and it ties together a lot of stuff that's been going on in the last few years that dan slots wrote in, in other titles mm -hmm. like silver surfer stuff and yeah so it, yeah it's it's i'm quite interested to see where this goes but i mean it could be just this one part, but there was a lot of stuff jammed in here because, it, you know, being the alpha uh, title, yeah, they're, they're trying they to all spin off out of it. Yeah, they're yeah. trying they're trying to make sure everybody knows what's going on because there was a lot to cover here. Yeah, I because think... like She Hulk and, and Jack of Hearts, yeah. if she just showed up in that first issue of She Hulk, or Jack Hearts mm -hmm. just showed up at the end of that first issue of She Hulk there last week or so. That's yeah. something in my eye. My my only issue with and a whole another crossover again is we just had Sinister War end not too long ago. We just had Devil's Reign start up. And it just, all these crossovers make the world seem very small. Tons of characters don't like, no, I don't. That Doctor Strange one. Oh, too. the Doctor's, yeah, Death of Doctor Strange just ended. And it just seems like the world's really small. Yeah. Well, this one, it starts off like that, but again, it's more, uh, more cosmic. But you think back to when, you know, all these heroes just did their own thing and you get a crossover and, well, Years and years, like Secret War, original Secret Wars. You can't compare nothing to Secret War. No, but it wasn't a crossover they did a ton. It just, all the heroes came together, and then they went back and started doing their own thing again. It wasn't even a crossover. It's a miniseries. But they crossed over. It, no, crossover means it has to go through multiple titles. Yes. The first series didn't But you know that. what I'm saying. Right. They would do it's their thing, and it events. would be, yes. even even Civil War back in the mid-2000s. Secret Wars 2 would have been a crossover because it had tie-ins. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But yeah, that's that's my thing. It's just it's everyone's always showing up everywhere all the time. It's always and no one has their own their own thing anymore. Or when it does, it's it, symbiote war. It totally screws up. The, if somebody has a, a decent story going in their books, it gets screwed up because mm -hmm. they have to you know, weave this stuff in there and disrupt the flow. But yeah, this one I enjoyed. And next is a book I didn't think we were gonna cover. Not because I don't like X-Men or Sabretooth, but just one that seemed really odd. And then after looking into it, it actually sounded like a really interesting concept. Essentially, Sabretooth has been banished to the the hellscape of underneath Krakoa. It's kind of like the in Star Wars, the Scarlet Pit. Sarlacc. Sarlacc Pit. 
it's kind of like that. And this one, I wasn't, um, I didn't enjoy, I wasn't expecting it to enjoy it first. And then I read about it a little bit more too. And I thought, oh yeah, I forgot the next man. Um, he got sentenced there by like the group heads in there. Mm-hmm. It, it's neat. And what happens is when he gets into, pulled down into hell there, or not hell, but into like this uh, space underneath there, it is kind of like hell, but it's hell like in your brain type of thing. So he's, he's being like, and it'll kind of suck in there and wrapped up, kind of like a you know matrix in a pod, or kind of like this garlactic, where they, like. well, it just kind of wraps you around there and slowly digests you type of thing. But he's not being digested there. He's just like it. it just you're being um, um, like, like sleeping, like cybergenically um, frozen type of thing. But you're sleeping. Cryo. Cryo. Yeah. Well, it depends how I say it. It's like tomato or tomato. So, cybergenic. No, I said cyber. Whatever. So then. Um, but when you're sleeping like that, um, it, it makes you relive stuff in your mind, like you're going through layers of hell. So it's like Inception, you know, Inception if you were like, you know, when the bad things happen. So it's neat to see him well, go through all that stuff like there. It's much like the Wolverine series that are going on Yeah, right when now. Wolverine went through hell. Yeah. Or like uh, in Turtles recently, they had Shredder in hell. No. Same, same type of thing. It was, uh, you know, people just going through their demons and that. And he has to try and escape this, you know, hell slash jail. <clears throat> Yeah, and it, it's interesting because personally, when I think of Sabretooth, I think of Wolverine. I don't think of him independently. And I think if there is Sabretooth, he was an X-Men or there was a female one that was an X-Men or something for a while. Well, he's been always associated with the X-Men. And this book yeah. it is more like him like in his you know, wild, feral state because again, yeah. he's in, he's in uh, hell. Cool. Um, next up, I don't think you read this one. No, I'm done with Star Wars. You're done with Star Wars? Yeah, I mean, I enjoy him and stuff, but I'm done like following and talking okay well this one i wanted to take a look at over the other ones this week there was high republic and i think there might have been dr afra or something um not sure there was something else as well <clears throat> but i wanted to cover this one because i think this one represents a turning point for how disney handles star wars as a property this is all brand new stuff right Yes and no. So this book, for those that don't know, um, is that really Chewbacca? Or is that it's else? not Chewbacca? I'll explain. So this the Halcyon is I don't know if it's a ride or some kind of experience or a cruise or something that Disney has built, and this is meant to do like what their Galaxy's Edge comic did and provide a bit of backstory oh, to it. Oh, okay. Or like that that Marvel when the Avengers thing opened up. Yes, on that, the web on that web yes. issue. Yeah. So, it's a this, it's a promo time. It it is, but it's actually not bad. Yeah, I know. And instead of what Disney was trying to do with uh, Galaxy's Edge, where it's only focus on the sequels, you know, with Ray and Finn and all them, Kylo Ren, this one is in everything. It has stuff from the prequels. It has stuff from like this guy here. His name's uh, uh, B U R R Y, so Burry. Mm-hmm. Um. It has stuff from High Republic, prequels, originals, and sequels. The, the, the current ongoing story is in the sequel series, the sequel trilogy, mm-hmm. and this robot is explaining to these people some of the history while they're being attacked by these pirates for some reason. So is this an ongoing series, a limited series, a one-shot? Or? It's, it's not a one-shot, but I think it is a limited series. Okay. Yeah, and this one covered mainly High Republic, but then their little robot narrator alludes to there being stuff, other stuff. Because you do see uh, just little flashbacks of Anakin fighting Asaz Ventress and whatnot. So it's an interesting story. Like I said, the bulk of this one is in the High Republic, but the story is being told from a present time of the sequels. So it's nice to see Disney is incorporating everything and trying to build everything. I think they learned from their mistake there. Mm -hmm. Because even if, like when we go and we talk about the Boa Fett episode later, we're seeing a lot of that in the last couple episodes of Boba Fett, where they're merging yeah. all of that stuff, and they're not ignoring it anymore. Even I've been saying Boba Fett lately, and not Boba Fett. Yep. So, that is the end of Marvel stuff. Uh, I didn't get a chance to read this one. I ran out of time. You didn't miss anything. No, really. So, okay. That's Monkey Prince from DC. Yeah. And this one's just this, a new limited series, correct? Yeah, yes. The Monkey Prince was first um, showed up in 
forget what it was called. Asian Heroes or something like that. It uh, just it was a, Yeah, it was a one-shot yeah. from them. Kind of like Marvel has their voices, Marvel uh, voices stuff with yep. all the different uh, nationalities. So And the Monkey Prince showed up there. And, yeah, I didn't really read that or anything. I bought a couple of them. and, and He was a pretty anticipated character. He looked kind of neat. And, uh, and being an, uh, an Asian character, they're always um, anticipated. It, it's had some really good uh, variants, too. Yeah. The artwork was fantastic. Like right. some traditional Chinese. Uh, the, Nagan, beautiful. Nagan or whatever. Yeah, I always say his name wrong. We had one. And it I makes think... me think of like the like their tapestries they do. It was yeah. beautiful. And they had the, oh, yeah, that that one red foil cover. The, yeah, that one as well. Yeah, and then uh, there's one by Art Gen as well too like cover B that's really nice as mm -hmm. well and again the art inside is great it's by Bernard Chang and again Bernard Chang's a great artist but the story in here is very uh, is very very kind of you know, formulaic I felt like I was uh, reading like Shang-Chi or mm -hmm. Iron Fist you know, the origin of Iron Fist or Shang-Chi but with a, a, a monkey theme to it when he hits the, the sacred dimension type of thing and yeah and it was you know I, I was just like, oh, I, I, no, I finished it just because I wanted to. I really enjoyed the art. I wanted to see if it got better, but it kind of didn't. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure you know, younger people, it's kind of geared to younger people, I thought at first, too. But then at the end of the story, uh, Batman's in the beginning and Batman ends up in the end, and you don't know why. At the end, Batman, or somebody, but I'm pretty sure it's Batman the way they look like, chops off the monkey prince's head. And it gets rolling around the ground, and oh, he's still geez. talking. So now I, now I just want to know what's going on. So now I want to read the next issue to see what's going on. Why this? Why this kid who now who who jumped through the water and no doubt talked with the pig creature there and came back. Now he's like a monkey creature. That looks. I, like I a, don't care a about character that character from Dragon Ball. His name is like Boo, I believe. I'm not sure. And then now he's come back, and I didn't even care. He came back as this monkey guy, and he's all you know, he flips all around and everything. But no, he had his head chopped off. I'm like, how is how is this creature alive now? Or this guy alive? So that I just want to see that now. So do you think? After seeing like success of Shang Chi and how well it was received, do you think this is DC's response to that? Trying mm -hmm. to have a stronger, more like Asian-based character. For sure, just like Marvel building up the Asians of Atlas there and that. And again, too, like maybe maybe it's not a crappy character now because I, I want to see what happens now. But mm -hmm. at first, in the beginning again felt very formal. We say that a lot of times. Mm -hmm. But again, this is I believe only a three-issue series, mm -hmm. and a three-issue series is. Again, only three books, so to waste this one whole book, not waste it, yeah. but it's like, well, it, it, it was origin story, yeah. and then it's like, oh, now you can cut. Yeah, so I get it. I wouldn't have read it It disappoints me to show. hear stuff like that, because uh, I, I always advocate, and I get into arguments with oh. people, that I think it's great that DC and Marvel make these bold moves to yeah. introduce new characters and stuff. Um, like the new Wonder Girl, who's a fantastic character. That's getting canceled already. But it, it did. Has, canceled. The final issue yeah. has come out. The other ones were already ready to go. Not, yeah, I not, saw the covers. Yeah, I was going to say, they they, not even FOC. the final issue. They just stopped it. Yeah, so it's kind of disappointing that this, and I haven't seen too many other reviews for it, but if this isn't being received well, but they canceled a series that was being received well, it just hadn't sold quite as well as they had initially hoped, I it's it's a little disappointing. They they had that show, like, oh, or not show, um, that Wonder Girl, they had, like, a whole movie or shows and stuff, and they scrapped that instantly, too, mm -hmm. like... It didn't. It didn't become their next Miles Morales, and I think that nothing wrong. I think that was their their big bank on it. Mm -hmm. um, now we've got our indies coming up, and mm. our first one here is Manor Black from Dark Horse. Yeah, I like this. Uh, it's not just Manor Black. It's Fire in the Blood. It's uh, continuing on, like right here. Mm. It's like a, the next volume in their series, and I like this book a lot. It's um, who's the writer? It's Colin Bunn. <laughs> Colin Bunn does the no writing. No surprise that and, you like it. And Brian Hurt is the art. But I've liked this series from the beginning. I've told you about this series from um, you yeah. know the all three volumes now. So what's going on in this one is it's still continuing on where the powerful uh, ancient sorcerer has taken this new uh, younger girl under her wing or under his wing. And she's very gifted. She's able to take like her powers into her uh, totem-wise where nobody else has been able to do that before. Mm -hmm. and, and so she's like this new kind of like uh, chosen person type of thing. But um, again, maybe it's just too powerful. Maybe it's going to destroy him in that. Uh, so it's going to keep building on that universe. And I really like this universe because um, it makes me, it again, familiar, but it, different enough. It makes me think of the old uh, Clive Barker Nightbreed stuff where mm -hmm. you have like this uh, underground 
you know, kind of cultish circus, traveling circus type of um, freaks and geeks and stuff that mm -hmm. are like, you know, powerful, you know, magical and stuff. So yeah. I kind of like that idea. So, yeah, I'm uh, more of that, of, especially of them like forming. It has a little bit more of the history. It has some flashbacks in that, like it did in the last volume. So I much like the um, what they're doing with like Black Hammer and a lot of these mm -hmm. other new universes that they're, they're growing. They're, they're expanding their world. Yeah, worlds. they're yeah. really expanding. I mean, and we have another book coming up on here later on, uh, the Geiger book. Uh, same thing too, a eighty-page one-shot special where it's mm -hmm. again more just random stories, but these new characters that are coming. I don't know in that universe and yep. how they. You don't even see how they match up yet. So. It's neat. I like that. Yeah, and I appreciate this so much. Well, we'll save that for when we get to it. Yeah. But I, I appreciate so many are doing those little one-shots here and there. Don't need a whole story for it. Gets new people in. But yeah. we'll, we'll talk about that when we get to yeah, it. Yeah, and it feeds into the story, too. But yeah, I enjoy that Manor Black. I am, I've enjoyed all those so far. Next, we've got here from Image, uh, New Masters. This I was hoping to enjoy. I, I know it, nothing uh, about this one. Is disappointing. It, it's from a, a team called Shobo and, and Shoff, and they're an uh, uh, African team. And yeah, the art in it is amazing. Like all, it, that looks like the cover. They're you know, painted mm -hmm. and you know, very, very. That reminds me of how they were doing the Amazonian yeah, book. Nubia. Nubia, yeah. It, it was very, very awesome. And not even just that painting, but other you know, artwork in there too. Um, from Image, and, and again, they've been putting a lot of great stuff, really. But this book, I just. I, I've, I read it through it to the end, but I just did not care for it at all. It was kind of boring. Very, 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 very familiar where it's... Um, uh, I forget now it's so familiar. I got to look at my notes here. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, you, got, you, got, you have... Uh, it's a little bit in the future, and you have, they're in Africa, and there's this one like outcast kind of uh, village, and they have this... They come across this uh, forbidden alien technology, mm. and now they're trying to have this like not war, but they're fighting with this aliens about the technology and that. So again, it sounds kind of interesting, but it, it was really not. It was boring, and you won't like it because is it there a was new a ongoing series? Yeah, it's a new ongoing series. Yeah, and I it's couldn't uh, see if it was a limited or not. I don't. Image remember. doesn't really do limited, I guess. They might. I can't remember. I don't remember if it's limited or not, but it's just like you wouldn't like this because no matter how much art is there, there's a lot of small uh, writing in there, mm -hmm. like kind of like um, if Animal it's, Castle. If it's not a good, well, see Animal Castle, I can go through because I like the story. Yeah, but this one doesn't have a good enough story to get you hooked or anything. It's just, mm. I mean, the art is very nice, but yeah, it's, it's very disappointing because I had high hopes for this. Makes me wonder if some books like this would have performed better as like actual novels, but the, the medium just isn't as widespread as it like would be in a comic novel? a graphic novel or even just a novel in in general too much price point all at once yeah people don't want to pay for it all at once although they, they, they if something does but good, i'm just they... saying like doing it as a novel just straight out the gate oh i don't know like some books like are just entire word walls and the comic pages That's different. like yeah it's different it's just a different way of doing it the but this is a team like this is a team that works together so mm -hmm. Yeah, I did not care for this one too much, but I'll, I'll try the second issue, but because that's we always say you got to give it issue more once. Yeah. Uh, next up is Geiger. Oh, and, that's that book I said. Yeah, yeah, we've been covering lots of image, blah, blah, lots of image stuff lately, mm -hmm. and they're ramping up for their thirty-year anniversary, I guess. Yeah, they and released that, that, that issue book this came week. today. It's uh, I don't know if it's a whole chronology or it's if like it's a, a timeline a part of it. I don't know if there's another issue coming or not. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, but, I'm not sure. Um, I flipped through it quickly, and it's it's neat to see all those covers compiled, and they even have stuff from before they were Image Comics, just when they were like starting out, yeah. and what they had worked on. Yeah, actually, I saw a picture the McFarlane was posting yesterday of their first meeting. Mm -hmm. It was like thirty years ago yesterday or something. Um, yeah. So, so I right off the gate here, you got this character up here. Yeah. Looking at it at a quick glance. Totally thought it was punchline. Oh, and now I had to they do a double take. Now that you say that, yeah, that's yeah. like punchline. I didn't notice that. But they're introducing all these new characters on there, um, and and Geiger's been interesting so far as it is. Jeff it's Johns. a newer series. Yeah, it's about a year or so. Yeah, and it's doing doing well. Uh, the the guy in the center is the main character, uh, but this Wicked one, looking. yeah, he's awesome. He you know turns that on and off. Sometimes he's just regular. It reminds looking. you of the Batman Beyond character. Uh, is it Blight? I Blight. Think his name is. Yeah, he's like Blight a little bit. 
and then uh and but all these other people on the cover are being introduced and and they're going to be in that geiger universe mm -hmm. but um uh, they're not all in the same time like that some of them take place in earlier times there one there's one guy there that's uh uh, like an unknown soldier guy. There's another guy that's like a pirate, and mm -hmm. like you said, just that lady there that looks like the um, yeah um, uh, punchline Milky Way. Yeah, the disco queen. Yeah, so it's really neat, <laughs> and and multiple artists, and because there's multiple stories and multiple the victims of Safari Bob. Yeah, this is the guy that looks kind of is like this unknown war guy. Yeah, that I want a yeah. zombie looking. Yeah. So it's very interesting. Uh, yeah, even you don't have to know the Geiger you know, prehistory so far, but it would help. But it's uh, it's neat to read all these different stories, new characters, because a lot of them are just brand new characters that they're interesting into the universe. They don't have yeah. a backstory yet. So yeah, this one I really enjoyed. And this one got pushed back like I would say two months at least. It's been pushed back. Multiple I remember times. seeing it back in November, I think, or December. It was supposed to come up before that uh, Black but Top Bill one that came Image out. was doing restructuring. Yeah. You know, when it comes to the paper shortage, and with this being a giant sized book like this, yeah, it could have been pushed back just in yeah. pushing other stuff out before that be. prioritized. Either way, it was, I enjoyed this as well. Uh, next up, we've got from one of our favorites, if not our favorite, and that's uh, Aftershock Comics. We've my got favorite, uh, really. Dark Red, if I can get rid of the image comics. There we go, Dark Red from Aftershock. This is one of their one shots, so it's that one shot size, that large one. Yeah, yeah, and that's good on this book because you get a lot of awesome art, like the, the uh, that woman on the cover there. She's mm -hmm. like the main female bad vampire, and she's never dressed. She's always walking around like that. So um, yeah, again, one thing we should mention, uh, just a while before we started the show, maybe about a half hour or so, uh, Big Country Comics had a bundle for, um, was it Mike Ruth's? Uh, Mike Ruth, yeah, the one that Mike Ruth had yeah, up for Aftershock Happy, Happy, Happy Hour, Hour today, yeah. and uh, their Big Country's uh, um, variant too from Carl Waller. From Carl Waller, yeah, uh, really good deal they had on the set there. It was twenty five dollars for the two of them for the for the pair, so really good deal on that. No, no, I think it was twenty five dollars each. No, it oh. said the set was twenty five bucks. Oh, and then and then you could get twenty dollars uh, each. You could get uh, signatures added. To yeah. Them. Yeah, so that's cool. So I, that was a wicked deal there. So check that out if you're interested in Dark Red. It's both amazing covers. It's a great story too. Tim Seeley um, and Corin Hollow. Uh, Tim Seeley was on the Aftershock uh, Happy Hour this afternoon. Uh, he had a good interview on there with Ruth Ann. Um, interesting stuff. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I like this. I, I like the original Dark Red run. It's um, I forget how many issues there was in it. Six, eight, ten, something. But I love that original run. And this is just the one shot kind of, um, you know, is it in that universe too, but it doesn't necessarily pick right up after. Um, events that happen in the older stuff are, are you know, still take, you know, represented in here. Mm -hmm. But this is a story about uh, Chip, and Chip is the, 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 young, the dude running on the bottom. And he's a, a vampire, just kind of works at a quickie mark type of thing. He's a few hundred years old, if not older. And... Um, yeah, he just, you know, he's just living his life. He never ages, and then he always looks like he's 23. But in this book, he's he learns about uh, somebody who he was close with in, in one of the wars, and he's going to be dying of old age or whatever, so he goes to see him. And, uh, and you know, we find out that the guy's soul was sold to the devil, and, you know, Chip's going to go into hell to try and save this guy's soul. And uh, that evil lady that's on the cover there is down in soul in hell as well, because that's where they kind of banished her at, at the end of the last volume. So he has to make deals and whatnot to help get this guy's soul back before you know before he dies. And uh, you know some of the deals aren't necessarily necessarily good ones that he wants to make, but mm -hmm. uh, does it out of you know what he needs to do to get done. So good read, very good read. Yeah, and I I heard some of that interview they had on the, the happy yeah. hour there, and it was, it was interesting to hear, um, like he, he thought the the inner monologue of the character is and is like who he was and yeah. how it differed from the vision of the artist, and they they kind of conflict a bit there. Yeah, I thought that was a really interesting dynamic on yeah. how they discussed how one sees it this way, mm -hmm. one sees it this well, way. Well, this. Uh... And I, I thought that was really interesting because people don't talk about that very often. Right. And, they would say, and, oh, yeah, it worked out well. And the vampires and in, yeah, the vampires in here in the whole series are uh, Nazis. Like, they're all, um, they're, they're Nazis. So, I mean, it's always nice to see Nazis getting killed. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, speaking of people getting killed, another Aftershock book, and probably my favorite Aftershock. Uh, maybe Maniac in New York is pretty close. Uh, this is my favorite Aftershock book of all time, um, and this is my favorite book of the week because we we guys we we told you guys all in issue three that there was some amazing uh, ending there. And yeah, then but I, uh, Brian Buccioletto said that we would not be able to predict the ending for yeah, this, and yeah. he was right. Yeah, and then this this issue came along, and then the, the ending for this even blew that away. It was almost mm-hmm. like, I said it on a comment on the Aftershock post, I said, it's like issue four said, hold my beer, when, yeah. when, when issue three came out or something, but it was awesome. Uh, again, Brian Buccioletto doing the story, Buccioletto, Buccioletto, Buccioletto. and then uh, Hayden Sherman doing the art. I've loved this art from the beginning. That's that's Hayden Sherman's art on the cover there. Yeah, these A covers are fantastic. It's it's such detailed like ink work and, and line work in that and but the colors are, are kind of you know super bright but they kind of like flow together. Um, it, it's very neat. Um, I've appreciated it from the beginning. And the story is just amazing. Yeah, well, and the story picks up from the end of the last issue and you know his family is somehow alive. His, they got blown up on this boat that his partner said, oh, yeah, you guys go. And his family was blown up. And that was right first thing. And that's what set him off on his revenge tour, the chicken double revenge tour. So now he, his family's alive and he's yeah. kind of questioning, were my motives really valid here? Yeah, because he just came back from like wiping out most of the mafia. And he gets home and he finds out they're, they're alive. Mm-hmm. So that, that was the end of the last issue. So now this issue, we lead right into that and we find out the follow-up from that. They don't um, explain how they got off the boat, but they say, oh, yeah, we got off the boat. and Yeah. They, they, I don't know how long it's been since they died. It was a, while, a little while at days. least it's because they spent so. time away just at a yeah, resort they, or something, it looked like. Yeah, they went on vacation because they didn't know if they were if, if, if the husband him, was trying yeah. to kill him or not. So they come back and they know what's going on now, and then uh, it all gets kind of deal, dealt with. And at the end, it gets it gets handled. But not in the way we thought it'd be handled, and I'm not gonna say it all because because it, it's amazing. But there's definitely gonna be some sequel action going oh on, I think. Goodness. And it's not what I thought it would be. No. And it's um, it kind of, the ending kind of sums up the whole book. Like he, the guy gets out of something like all slap hazardly, and it, he mm-hmm. he should be dead type of thing. And yeah, I love this book. This is my 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 most favorite aftershock book of all of them. I've I've loved it. Each book has been. A twist. It gets better and better than the last. And you think, how are they going to top this? And and they do. Ah, it it great story. When I read this, Brian Bucciolato did a fantastic job. The whole team has done a fantastic job with yeah. this book. I hope it gets made into something. <laughs> the more I see, like I just I want to see Johnson. this stuff play either on screen as an animated or on screen as live action or a show or something. It's, I, a limited oh, I never, series even. I never thought about animated. But I think it would be awesome, like, uh, live action, because it, it has kind of like a Ozark, but like... Uh, I say animated, because I think of, like, how the gore and stuff would look. Yeah, well, like, I think that would look amazing in yeah. an animation style. Not looking exactly the same as they have no. it in the book, right? Different art style, for sure. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, and... I guess continuing on, sort of from. Is that the end of the book, sorry? Yeah. Yeah, that's all the stuff. No, we got Tremors. You never told me about it. A book oh. called Tremors. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, oh, not Tremors, uh, Primals, I mean. Oh, uh. I did have that. I don't know where it went. Okay, talk about it. We'll see if I have it. All right. Primos is, is number one. It's from AWA. It is... Uh, this, oh, that's this, why it didn't work. Well, yeah. File format. This one here is is kind of similar to that earlier one there, the New Masters one, where I said I didn't care for it. But it's you know, kind of similar formalic. But this one I really liked because it was, a, it was a bunch of action and the story was more engaging. So there it is. Um, what it is is you have two Mayan kids, two brothers who... Uh, like they get into a spaceship, they realize that the Mayan technology is like it always. We always hear about it that it's, um, uh, you know, very very advanced, and it's because it's it's alien. So these two boys get into the ship and they uh, they go away, and they they have like this intergalactic adventure, kind of with like a, you know, like a what's his name, not Kang, Rama Tut looking type of dude, and and, and they go away for a little while. 
what they don't realize when they're little while is that when they come back, it's it's Earth 2022, and the Mayans are like long gone. So now they're back on Earth, and they didn't know that the Mayans were gone because nobody told them in that. So now they have to deal with all this, and um, you know they have some you know, technology in that with them too. But great, we are. great starting off point. Uh, again, being um, uh, AWA book, you know it's um, um, uh, you know being geared towards some kind of you no know, media afterwards. Um, I loved it. it. It was very, very good. Whereas the other one, again, was kind of similar, uh, that primal um, new masters. But just even with the action, it just didn't grab me where this one did. So, it, it, again, kind of similar, different enough that they're, you know, they're different. But it is uh, amazing how one book can you know, just grab you more than another one. And, and again, they both had amazing art. It's not like the other one didn't have art to grab you. So this one I quite enjoyed. So this next one I just pulled because I saw it. Um, yeah, I have this book. But... It's it's not one that I picked up this week, and we're not reviewing it, but I figured it'd be funny for those people that know how much I dislike these type of books. That's how we do And that's, that's uh, Red Sonja from you Dynamite. Don't, you don't... This one... So, yeah. however, I don't like Red Sonja. I don't like Dynamite. I don't like their nudie art. How, this is... Awesome. I, I would say it proudly. This is the first cover I've ever gotten of Red Sonja or any of these... Sort of more nudie art, you know, pinup girl styles. Yeah. Because that is fucking awesome artwork. I know. That painted style, that is awesome. And you yeah. said there was a vampiro one as well. Yeah. Uh, I I might pick, end up picking that one too. I I love, it. It's a great, just art. It's yeah. not just stupid well, naked people with boobs hanging out. On uh, you know. That's we, a perk, but that's not. <laughs> because of the being dynamite, you know, there's multiple versions of this cover. So there's there's there is a version. I think it's a one in fifty or something. I'm not sure. And there's a black and white one. I have the black and white one. Yeah. All right, I ordered that one. I believe. But yeah, it's a beautiful cover. I'm I'm glad you showed that because I know you wouldn't let me. Um, I mean, you could have you could have reviewed it. I'll I, wait till it I'm, gets closer to Valentine's Day because it's a Valentine's Day special. That's true. It is a one-off Valentine's special. And there's a Vampire one coming out too, and I thought that was it must be next week. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a little early for Valentine's Day. Well, that's why they have to not sell them both at the same time. Yeah. So next we've got uh, Peacemaker, and I I love this poster. I I've, we've had quite a few up here now. Well, before we approach episode. before we approach Peacemaker. We are going to do a little review on Boba Fett afterwards, but Tyler wants to go into details. So for everybody who wants to not be spoiled by details, you have to skip the Boba Fett part. But that's why we're mentioning it to you now, so you have time to do that, yeah, and you I can watch the Peacemaker part. I don't know if I even have my spoilers tag anymore. That's okay. Look, that's we just, okay. We just gave them a verbal one. Uh, yeah, so Peacemaker, again. Awesome. I, one of our favorite shows. I I, I prefer this show over maybe any other superhero show ever. I uh, do like Superman and Lois. If you haven't seen that, check it out. I've season two has that. been really good. I'm, I that like this show even for drama wise because I'm watching the new season of Ozarks, which is or Ozark, which is an amazing series. Everything's Ozark related now. Eh? Well, Ozark is a great series, <laughs> but it, and, but this I'm enjoying this even more than that. And I, uh, I cannot believe the character development mm -hmm. that Peacemaker has had. And and this could be a superhero show or any show. Yeah. Very rarely does anyone get in the headspace of one character, let alone all these characters, in five episodes, six episodes. Yeah. Fantastic. And also, yeah. And it's a, a little more serious, some of it, than what yeah. James Gunn normally does. Mm -hmm. The comedy's there. It's still hilarious. Oh, for sure. But he just... It's so... The character driven it, it's amazing we, we both said the same thing that this episode was a little bit more i won't say filler but it was a little bit more filler compared to the other ones there wasn't as much like, it was a, um, it was a build-up yeah there wasn't much as much happened. things uh, no released or no like you didn't find out big reveals or anything but still yeah. lots some action in that very good pardon me i like the cover even not the cover but even the poster for this one we keep seeing this one me, is all this my neat favorite artwork. poster yeah. yet like reminds me of like an 80s action flick, or mm -hmm. like I said, I think it looked like an Expendables poster. It kind of looks like Grindhouse style because they got the, the blood on the bottom there, Powderhouse style. Yeah. Um, All right, here comes the spoiler stuff. Do, 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 do. I don't agree with this part. I think we should wait on it. But. Well, don't wait on anything else. And Well, I would say, but without even saying spoilers, that I enjoyed this episode. 
I'm enjoying all this show. It's been great. It, it, every week I see more and more people saying this is a uh, cowboy show or this is a Western with Star Wars characters in it, and I agree. Uh, this episode the, even had cowboy hats. It did. Yeah, it, it had Western showdowns even <laughs> in that. It, it took place back in that, that planet where the Mandalorian met with, um, what's his name there? Who had the the armor originally? On Tatooine. Yeah, I forget his name in, in real life. I like that dude. Cobb Vance. Um, That's the character's name. I don't remember the guy's name. Yeah, he's awesome. And um, lots of people don't realize, but that Cobb Vance showed up in the aftermath Star Wars novels, oh, which was bridging the time after Return of the Jedi and well, that's what this the fall of the Empire. Well, that's what this is here. <laughs> so then you get some returning uh, returning characters. Uh, again, building up the the army of Boba Fett, mostly Mandalorian in here. Some new some new returning character or some characters return again from other stuff. I won't go into it because I don't want to go say it. It's a good show. Um, it's a good show. I know people. Some people are still not liking it. Um, I know too many people are are spoiling stuff nowadays. Like you know, the show comes out like it. Uh, no, it's two o'clock in the morning, and by eight o'clock in the morning, people are like blasting online about it, which I mm-hmm. I'm seeing more and more like well just blow back about when we so. were in two o four this week. Uh, both Ashley and Bobby had said someone had messaged them spoiling the whole episode. Yeah, by, by the, the time nine... they stepped through the door, it worked. Yeah, exactly. They, why so. why would you do that? So I don't know. Maybe I don't know what the context. Maybe they were looking for a first appearance. Well, probably it was a big first appearance. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So people are like. <clears throat> But I mean, it's great that people are excited and everything about it. it I'm I'm liking it. It's eh, not much to say. But now you can go into your spoiler stuff. Yeah, well, much like the last episode had done where it, it tied the prequels in and they keep trying to bring more and more stuff back, which is great. Like, just they're embracing what was already there. They're not trying to build all new, all on its own. And I think that's where the sequel trilogy sort of slipped up. Um, this one focuses more on a bit where the Mandalorian left off, but definitely focuses really heavily on pieces of the Clone Wars series and pieces of the original trilogy, given uh, characters that show up in it. Um, and it also ties slightly into the sequel trilogy. And, you know, getting into spoilers part now, um, we see the return of Ahsoka. You know, we knew that... Uh, Din Djarin was going to try and find Grogu and wanted to give him his little gift, which I thought was a necklace or something. I didn't think a little chainmail thing. Everyone said it was chainmail, and I guess it makes sense. It was chainmail, but though at first when they when she handed it over to him, it just I guess it was, it was folded up. I thought it just looked like a like a plate. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just going to wear like a chest plate. So he goes to find Grogu and ends up seeing Ahsoka. You know, R two. He lands there, and R2 takes him and says, Okay, wait here. I'm taking a nap. And during that time, you see these little ant builder droids building Luke's Jedi Academy, the same one that we see destroyed in flashbacks. They were almost like giant nanotech. Yeah, they were they were really neat, yeah. and they make it seem like the rocks floating up, like someone's doing it, and then just beep 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 beep. It, little droid comes down. It uh, that's gonna be how they build stuff out space, like like yeah. real stuff. I'm yeah, afraid. totally. Uh, yeah, and then Ahsoka's like, you know, maybe don't do this. He's he misses you. If you do this, they're yeah. gonna interrupt his training. Set him free. Yeah. And then such a large portion of the episode actually focuses on Luke and Grogu training. Yeah, which that was fantastic. And uh, Luke Skywalker looks a lot better than he did when he showed up at the end of Mandalorian, and there is a reason for that. Um, Everyone was complaining that he looked whatever fake. Yeah, you but you can't see. You don't wear glasses. I can see just fine. You can't see. I, th- I thought he looked better last time. I, this time I told you I thought he looked like... That was the biggest gripe from that episode of Mandalorian, the final episode, was Luke Skywalker looked like a claymation doll. I didn't think that last time. So I thought that this what, time. what someone had done after that episode is went in and they redid the deep fake, making it look like Mark Hamill was pulled out of a time machine. Mm. So Disney hired that YouTuber to do that for this episode, actually for them. Isn't that interesting? They actually hired someone that wasn't already on their payroll to do it. I thought, uh, and for a whole episode too, not just for a little five minute conversation. They just just did that so that guy can't make any money off them. 
Oh, I'm sure he's making pretty good money. Yeah, he's making money for them. He's yeah, not making he's money working off for of Disney them. as an animator now. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. He's making good money, so he's not making money off the side off them. Yeah, oh, but taking I know, but whatever. So yeah, that that was interesting, and you know, you, um, well, I won't go into the exact end of the episode. What happens? Yeah, we've talked enough about it. Um, but then, as I'm sure everyone's seeing, everyone's listing all their Darth Maul books, or everyone's in search of Darth Maul books, and that's because of a first appearance of Cad Bane, another character from the the Clone Wars cartoon, and he he ended up looking really good for someone as a blue blue alien in a cartoon. He, he turned out looking really good and really menacing. And he ends up having a showdown with Cobb Vanth. And the, uh, I, 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 that was like a dude walking in from town. Or yeah, walking that, in from yeah the, it was the Western part. Yeah. So as, as a fan of just all stuff Star Wars, this has been one of my favorite episodes. Um, but I do see what some people are saying. You know, this is the book of Boba Fett. It was nice to have a cameo of him in there. And uh, I, it's funny. It's just like the Avengers movies nowadays. It's not all Avengers all the time. It bounces around, man. It's it, they, it's yeah, whatever. The, I don't want. We're done talking about this. The it's way they the way they've talked about it is, uh, the book of Boba Fett is season two point five. Mm. It's it's a spin off, whereas the Mandalorian will always be the, the main story they're telling. Cool. Um, some other news that popped up. Just uh, this week, and I, I originally I was going to cover something else, and that was the they had a casting for Netflix's He Man movie. Yeah. Oh, that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That. That. Whatever. They casted that. Yeah. I'm not familiar with the guy they casted, so I don't really know too much about it. Apparently, he's not a very big guy, but I mean, you can build up fast nowadays. But I mean, again, maybe they're not going to make He Man Jack Jack anymore. Like, mm -hmm. maybe they'll make him more like leaned out. Hero-wise nowadays. But Chris yeah. Evans or... Yeah, whatever. Uh, so, yeah, the, the news I decided to cover instead I don't came like out this today. At all. I don't like Madam Web to begin with. As I say, you don't like Madam Web. You're no. not going to like any of this. No. Um, at least it's not Madam Web in the wheelchair because you know how much she freaks me out. Right. So, Dakota Johnson has allegedly been cast. I don't know if it was officially confirmed. Uh, it hadn't been at the time, but it was coming out from a lot of really reliable sources that she had been cast as Madam Web. Now... Obviously, she's not going to be playing old lady Madam Web. She's going to be playing Julia, Julia Carpenter, Carpenter yeah. who's the second Madam Web, the second Spider Woman. I thought they had that one girl, uh, what's her name there, cast for that, uh, that other redhead lady. Um, she was an interstellar. Oh, um, yeah. You know the other redhead. I forget. I thought, yeah, she's I thought... in Jurassic World. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget her name. Um, she, no, I can't remember. Oh, either way, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting casting. I don't know her from anything other than the Fifty Shades franchise. I've seen her in a few other things. I saw her in, uh, she's in the, uh, five-year engagement. She ends up being, like, the girlfriend to, um, Jason Seagal for a little while and stuff. But yeah, I just, I, I, I just... feel like this movie's gonna be a passing of torch kind of thing. There's, there's still gonna be the old lady, Madam Web, I'm sure. And I think it'll be more like... Uh, the introduction in the Shazam movie, where you have the old man wizard oh, Shazam yeah, probably. passing it on to, to her, the new yeah. character. Yeah, I don't be. think she'll start out as Spider Woman too. I think maybe she might be. It'll a, be an origin. It's a Sony she, movie. I think she will be some kind of agent of some sort. It won't be Shield or Hydra or anything because that doesn't exist. But maybe FBI, CIA, mm. or something. Because that's a big part of her story is that she's a a government agent. I don't remember that part to be honest. I just remember her being. I never saw her really as as Spider or as Madame Web. I only remember her as Julia Carpenter Spider Woman. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So, but we don't even know if that's that true. that's a big character for Spider Verse, and you know she she's the the protector of the web or something, or reader of the web, something like that. Some yeah. Spider Verse malarkey jargon. Um, so yeah, that's yeah. interesting. I suppose. Um, doesn't really excite me too much. They know they have lots of stuff in the works. They did have a Black Cat and Silver Sable movie. I know it's a Black Cat as well as a Silver Sable movie. I'd rather see either one of those one, I guess. I'd rather see Black Cat be with Spider-Man. Mm. Silver Sable, she can do her own thing. Would you really want to see Black Cat existing solo? Unless, like the other rumors have 
um, sort of alluded to and been speculated about that Marvel's Spider-Man is going to be Tom Holland. Sony's Spider-Man is going to be Andrew Garfield. Whatever. So it so much is up in the air right now. We we don't even know. That's and that's on top of a confirmed Craven the Hunter movie. Yeah. Um, that's all I've got. No, we were gonna. I, we both saw that uh, Halo. Oh right, I don't have no, a gonna say slide it. for it. Yeah, I saw that. I'm not. A, I've never played a Halo video game in my life, and I saw a preview or not preview. I guess like a little trailer commercial. Trailer, yeah for uh that halo tv series that's coming out on paramount plus so i'm i don't know where i'll play in canada I'm maybe we paid. have paramount oh yeah someone else told me had paramount yeah we have paramount okay yeah so um it'll be on there and yeah it looked really good that halo series like i said i i don't know it, i don't know nothing good. about halo at all i know it's army dudes on an alien planet or something that's all i know yeah, about it. I, enhanced I, army or something i know there's chief master or master chiefs like the main guy or something and in there, it looks pretty cool. So, yeah, I'll check it out. I have a very ground-level knowledge of it. If you ask my brother, he would tell you everything. What, this as, as, far as, looks good. as far as I know, it's it's a prequel, and it covers a lot of the stuff that some of the original Halo novels covered. Well, yeah, so you, when the, you see the in the previews, it shows them the... turning into Halos or whatever. Like, I'm looking for Halo, like looking for the Halo thing, and it shows him becoming like a super soldier. Did you well, not watch the preview? Yes, I did, but well, that's flashbacks to an origin. That's well, not, yeah, that's not the same. It's an origin, so it's a But beginning. it's not, this show isn't the origin of Master Chief. Mm, whatever. Yeah, how, you, whatever. That's I said, it's a cool preview. I'm going to check it out. I know nothing about it, and I'm still going to check it out. It'll look really good. Yeah, it must have had a pretty good budget. Oh, it um, looks like it. Just like that Lord of the Rings show. Yeah, that I'm, Lord of the Rings show has an enormous budget. And that Dune. Like that Dune movie that they made. And that Dune show that's coming out all has to be. Is there is there a show for Dune as well? I believe so. I I still haven't seen Dune. No, me either. But again, huge show, huge budgets, and it looks pretty cool. Yeah, they're just investing lots of money in these shows, like these streaming services, and it's good to see. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's that's about all I've got for this week. I don't know if there's any other stuff you wanted to mention. Uh, no. We had uh Aaron Bartling's uh interview last week and it went up and i know yeah. a lot of people have checked it out and we've had some good comments on that uh tomorrow we are interviewing jason flowers mm -hmm. so that will go up this weekend as well um nothing else booked at the moment but i do got a couple of feelers out there and responses that have been positive so let's wait to book those as well we've been kind of trying to stretch it out um the main thing is um that that um dreamwalker stuff if, if you don't mind pulling up the stuff again yep Guys, get those. We have very limited copies of those books. Again, only a thousand copies, and now it's it's split in half for each cover. So again, I think it's five hundred each. That Natalie Sanders one is amazing. The B cover, uh, I I would say just buy both. You know, twenty eight bucks. Um, yeah, like I said, we're gonna have them up on the, you know, on you guys comment on our regular page for now. But by the end of the weekend, we'll put it up on the website. And I hope it, I mean, I want to see it sell out by one because that's what, you know, we are our business. But at the same time, too, I, I really hope you, everybody gets a chance to get one because this will be a hot book. Uh, Mikey Sutton does have a lot of connections in the, the Hollywood community or the movie community stuff, not just there's, Hollywood. The there's casting already. Yeah, they, they, they've had that. The book that. hasn't even released and they're casted the main character. Well, yeah, that, that he had that character in mind from the beginning with mm -hmm. her and they wrote it with her in mind, kind of like they do with the, a lot of stuff nowadays. So, yep. uh, yeah, check it out. Like I said, they do have preview pages on the uh, Second Skin uh, page. Um, but yeah, order it. I, I genuinely think that this book um, like it's gonna be good. We know it's gonna be good. We've seen, but if the is it a movie they're doing or is it a show? I know it's some live action media, but I don't know what exactly. We don't know if she can't say because you don't know. But I hope that does really well because anyone that is able to get their hands on this book might have the next Ninja Turtles, like or Walking Dead, or exactly, or something's killing the children, or you know something like that, where it's just a smaller run book. Mm -hmm. uh, Again, it, I'm glad I, we were approached to do this because this is could be potential history. Well, it was weird that we approached because I've been even I've been following those guys forever, the Mikey Sutton and all that. So even when they started talking about this book, even about a year ago, I was all interested in it. So, and then we since then we've reached out to the that group about how we are vendors, and they just reached back out to us because we again 
just from com communication and supporting each other and that everything does work out so yeah it's been great kind of leads us to our, our motto there if you want to finish off with our motto there I don't remember the exact wording I know that's why you always have to bring it up but I think I remember it pretty well now let's be appreciative support everyone peace out <laughs>